are listening to the Shepherd and Billy Show. journalists in the world. He kicks ass and chews bubblegum at the same time. He is Shepard Ambellis. And without further ado, here is your host, Shepard Ambellis. All right. <laughs> you know, the uh, world population has reached 8 billion, they say. 8 billion humans and dwindling resources and they're saying that the population of the planet has tripled since the 1950s and i guess it's just so out of control that uh there's a i mean according to this report uh in on msn.com that um the you know, this overconsumption of the resources. A lot of that is done by the wealthiest residents. And they say it's a milestone for humanity. Um, the United Nations population fund chief says that um, hailing an increase in life expectancy and fewer maternal and child deaths you know, I guess is uh, driving this population increase. But it also made me think of how um, they so badly want to depopulate everyone and how badly they wanted to get these vaccines into everyone. And then looking back at Henry Kissinger's white papers, like his national security memorandum, um, where he basically laid out that the population would be out of control in the future. It would, it would be to the, the levels that they are claiming now. Um, he was fairly spot on with how he did his analysis. Um, and they, I guess, you know, they knew that, uh, in a way, I mean, having too many people on a planet is a problem. Um, you know, humans are, um, pretty wasteful. They're inconsiderate, you know, I don't know, but like if that's because they're all grouped into like certain areas, a lot of them are grouped around the coastlines. So, um, I don't know if you look at like population per square mile or something like that, um, you know, and how many residents should be per square mile of earth, um, and things were evenly dispersed. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that would be a different story, but I guess these, uh, globalists, you know, it is kind of shitty living with a, a bunch of people packed in, in these cities and stuff. Um, 
but apparently like the elites, they want to go uh, hot and heavy with it and exterminate everyone. We got Bethany Adani with us and Aaron Cole joining us as well. And we are going to discuss a variety of topics today. Um, what do you guys think about this population reaching 8 billion humans? And then of course they're saying all the resources are dwindling. Um, but there, look, that's a three fold increase, uh, since the fifties. That is pretty significant. If you think about it, a lot of people to feed, a lot of people to feed. Yeah. Like where do they get all this, uh, food and, and, you know, um, they're talking about doing away with meat and all this stuff. See, they're ushering this stuff in on top of it. We'll talk about it a little more on the other side. Stay tuned. I'm in Europe vaccine is a book that chronicles a parent's journey to question vaccines. Rather than focusing on long, drawn out scientific arguments, the author focuses on the simple, common sense blunders and inconsistencies around the vaccine narrative. When we break it down to how badly we've been lied to and deceived by the grand scheme, we don't need to argue deep scientific papers for days on end. If they can't get the simple questions answered and resolved, how do we expect them to tell us the truth when it comes to science? The book is not intended to tell you what to think. It simply asks you to see if you see a pattern and provides questions for you ask yourself and research that don't require you to be a scientist or medical professional. This is just one parent wanting to raise awareness among other parents. The author isn't claiming to be an expert in anything, but the best part is you don't need to be to ask these questions. Now available in paperback on Amazon Books. Just search I'm in your vaccines. That's I'm in your vaccines on Amazon Books. DNA is not your destiny. Your genes don't have to be your fate. Did you know that every disease known to man is a gene or pathway attached and assigned to them? We can show you exactly which genes and pathways are involved in your health condition and build a suggested custom protocol based on strategic compounds found in nature, the master craftsman of molecule, in order to help reverse engineer your issue. No labs required, no guesswork involved. We've done our due diligence so you don't have to. Connect the dots, get to the root, reverse engineer. Visit dna-diligence.com. We hope you enjoy what you hear on Embella's Talk Network and want to remind you to check the full schedule for live broadcast showtimes. The Shepherd Embella Show broadcasts on weekdays, Monday through Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Also, don't forget to catch the live broadcast of The Cole Report, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Central. Then on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, Listen to Rained Out Rantcast on ATN.Live. Also, remember, don't forget to click the pink button in the upper right corner and make a pledge. Anyone who pledges support of $50 or more will receive two of Shep's documentary film DVD videos, and his latest Electronic Beats album titled Gangstalker 2.0. All shows are rebroadcast and looped daily until the next live show. ATN.Live, The Ambellas, Talk, Network. ATN. Live. Is your car or truck experiencing ED? That's right, engine dysfunction. Has your drive life become a disappointment? Perhaps you're losing performance, or your pedal is feeling a little sluggish or soft. Maybe you're not able to go as long or as far as you used to. If this sounds familiar, then you need this little purple pill. 
the Gobi Fuel Boosting Tablet could enhance your performance and give you back your drive life, helping you to go longer and faster and increase acceleration, and helping you enjoy a nice, smooth ride. We are still talking about driving, right? Gobi Fuel Tablets could not only save you money at the pump, but when you share the power of this pill and help others improve their drive life, you can earn money, lots of money. So don't let ED ruin your drive life. Get Govi Fuel Boosting Tablets today. Visit GoGasTab.com. Hey, it's Aaron from The Cole Report, and I just want to remind you, if you miss any of the live shows, you can catch the rebroadcast all week long. There's a schedule on the homepage. Click it, and it'll show you everything going on for the whole week. And if that's not convenient enough for you, you can catch the Shepard and Bella show, the Rained Out Rancast, and the Cole Report on Apple and Spotify for your listening pleasure. He sometimes wears glasses to see what others don't. In past lives, he was always himself. He doesn't wear Nike, yet he still does it. He's Shepard Ampelis, and you are listening to his show. There's 8 billion people, 8 billion motherfuckers on the flat earth. How do they keep from falling off if it tilts to one side or the next? <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know. got to have it balanced <laughs> just perfectly. You got to balance it just right, yeah. Like, what's holding the flat earth up if, uh, you know. Uh, <clears throat> this, this thing, though, like, it is bizarre because I did read Henry Kissinger's uh, national security memorandum back in the day. And he wrote that so long ago. And I was thinking like when I was reading it, I'm like, damn, you know, they want to depopulate us, but this, they're like pretty spot on with some of their, um, calculations. And if you think about it, it's like, you know, who wants to be packed in with all these motherfuckers. And I guess that's when the new world order comes into play. And then they start, like depopulating everyone. But, um, I don't know if they, they call that like, um, it's like some type of engineering or, um, I forget what you call it, but it's like, they're managing the whole planet and like engineering it. Um, and you know, of course, then we leave it up to them, uh, to play God and we worship these people. I don't, but you know, people do, uh, there's like the queen, all the royalty, um, just all these people in general that are in control of things, you know, um, do they have to, um, manage society to that extent and population? I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a hard question. That's a lot of, lot of, uh, people. If you think about it, then there's people that will tell you like, well, the earth can fit like way more, but I mean, look, it's already a shit show as it is. Um, 
but all of this got me thinking damn like are they gonna drop the hammer like really hard i think i mean with the vax they did and i guess we're gonna start seeing the repercussions from that um more and more i mean i've, I've been watching these videos and i know you all have seen them um aaron and beth where all these um sports players the rugby the football you know soccer just really in shape people are just collapsing like everywhere uh there's still this type oh yeah of the stuff. new average age now to die is 50 i mean that's what it seems to be i get maybe yeah. because of the algorithm i get news like you know headlines every day of just different you know artists and you know sports people or family members of sports people they're they're really kind of showing in the pop culture which i'm surprised they are but and they just always seems to be like a sudden heart attack or the you know yeah you know no, toxicology it, needs to be done or this that the other thing and we know what it is i mean i've never seen anything like it it's it's really bizarre like how this is all uh coming about and it's like people don't really apparently see it developing like they don't they don't necessarily see that um like i guess they aren't noticing the fallout like literally like the fallout from from this or something but like people are disappearing the population like uh, that you know they they try to come out and say there's eight billion but like these vaccines believe it they're gonna do their job that i mean that's what that's what they were put there for they they put these vaccines there to literally do their job and control that population. But, you know, you mentioned, um, some, some of these, uh, you know, we were talking about the sporting people and celebrity deaths and stuff. What about that? Um, you know, that Aaron Carter dude died recently. They said <laughs> one report said it like he drowned in his swimming pool. And then like another one said he drowned in his bathtub. Um, and then the, I heard like the bathtub one, that's what I was hearing. Yeah. And then like the neighbor heard screams or something. I don't know. You know, it could, the dude could have just fell asleep in the bathtub and then someone walked in and found him or something, you know? Um, but, uh, I think it was Tony Merkel. He tweeted out, uh, watch for someone to, uh, you know, get big off of this or something like, like, you know, something else is going to happen. Like, like, you know, when, when something like this happens, some something else might come about type of thing and i was like what are the backstreet boys you know are they are they the ones that are gonna get big or whatever because that's the only really i didn't really know who aaron carter was but i i think he had something to do with the backstreet boys or they were friends think, or hung i think out. his brother his brother was in the back okay that's back right Street boys so yeah. uh they're doing uh i saw a uh article where their backstreet boys are doing a concert or they did or something and you know um that's hilarious. their name yeah their name's like back and i just kind of mentioned that on that twitter but uh what like what do you think um you know the threshold for earth is like how many motherfuckers do you think we could pack on this uh ball let's say as they saw like a weird um i can't remember the name of this youtube channel but they were just kind of wargaming like if the population got up to like a hundred hundred billion or something like that mm -hmm. and it, it got really out there real fast but it seems like we could go a little bit heavier on the population but we'd really have to not be not waste as much shit as we do i was eating dog um 
lunch with my daughter the other day and you just see these kids like throwing away like whole trays of food i know they're young and they don't eat that much but just like man, well that's it, it's, that's it's kind and of plus the food tastes like aspect. the food at school probably tastes like fucking shit now yeah I'm sure you know <laughs> like in my dude i went to i went to a lot of schools because like we were always like in new play i was like always the new kid in town like some like i lived in some it's weird i lived in some real um like shitty areas i guess you could say but i lived in some really good areas too um some real affluent areas um like i remember when i went to school in gulf breeze florida it's like uh it was only a middle school and they had like you could go in the cafeteria you could get like milkshakes fucking like they had like anything and everything it was like a food court in a mall almost and it was just in like middle school and like the i remember the like the pizza i used to like and it wasn't just like man that shit was like better than like pizza places like it was like crazy you know so i don't know if some kids get like the shit into the stick like depending on where you live and whatnot you know um, oh for sure yeah, yeah. You could always do the junk food days. We used to have like, you know, they'd sell ice creams and stuff. And I remember they used to call, they used to sell this stuff called Chief Crunchy. And it was like, you know, those like strawberry shortcake bars or those chocolate eclair bars. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But the name of it, it was like, it was like the knockoff brand of like the good humor. And it was like Chief Crunchy and it had like an Indian on it. They probably had to get rid of the label because it'd be considered racist today. They had this one fucking school I went to. I don't know where the fuck who was cooking this shit. Um, this this slop they were cooking. It was like uh, they'd give you like these fucking trays, and it had like peas and carrots, and then it had like a fucking uh, like a chicken patty. That's like the biggest piece of shit chicken patty you've ever seen. Like guaranteed, they just fucking ground up like random chiclets and chickens and shit, and like feathers and bone and all. Fucking put it in that shit, mm. and then they put this like uh, gravy on it. Except no, the gravy couldn't be like country gravy or or fucking like real chicken gravy. It literally looked like baby shit green snot puke. <laughs> so it was like it was literally like bad. supposed to be like chicken gravy. It was like a baby shit green snot puke, and you're just like chicken what the king. fuck, That's dude. Gross. Yep. There's your Soylent Green chap. Yeah, that shit's We crazy. all ate it growing up in public schools. Fucking nasty. Dude, one one uh, school I went to, they uh started putting the one channel on. They rolled out the big screen. They had those uh what do you call them? Like rear projector TVs, like nice new, like $2000. They roll them into the rooms and like then they they let you buy all this candy and shit and junk. And then they had like this break and then they played Anderson Cooper on the one channel or whatever channel one or some shit. And it was like full on like propaganda, like while you're eating junk food. And then I remember too, they would also play like music. They would have like almost like it was programming. They would have like Michael Jackson's black or white on. They had, um, you know, just like real choice like shit i was like that's a weird fucking like song choice like wow. they, yeah and they but it's what was weird is like right before that break you would get to go to the, like this store inside the school 
and like buy all this shit and then they they get you all like doped up on that shit and then then you're watching like like uh the cia's one channel like a pep rally for cnn yeah like it's getting you warmed up for that or something and start getting the propaganda going like at an early age like i i don't know that's pretty um fuck that school was crazy i got in a fight with the um i was a um kind of like a class clown and me and this one kid would uh Chad, we would always fuck around in shop, shop class and horticulture. And I had this uh, horticulture teacher. He was like a younger guy. He was like, um, I don't know, maybe only like 25. And he was like the new horticulture teacher. And like, we didn't get along that good or something. We were out in the greenhouse with the whole class. This guy got so fucking mad at me. I shit you not. He fucking like lost it, dude. He got mad at me and that Chad dude. I I can't remember what we were doing. And we're like in the greenhouse. This fucking guy goes to the side of the greenhouse. I shit you not. And ripped the side of the greenhouse off. One of those um, big corrugated like fiberglass panels. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the, like those old school, like core. Yeah. He like fucking got all pissed and he's like, fuck. And he like goes over to, and he's like, ah, fucking like rips his panel off the fucking greenhouse and he literally like turns it's like a three foot by three foot panel and he throws it like a ninja star at me and that chad dude and it goes flying by us and almost cut our fucking head off and then he comes over and he like grabs us by the neck and like takes us to the office and we're like what the fuck wow oh my <laughs> like, god <laughs> some stuff off the disturbing yeah and i got i can't remember what it was but it was like he it, out on it was you. something like that other kid chad had like started and i ended up getting like fucking suspended over it or something and then uh later i kind of became friends with that teacher like in high school that dude was buying me beer one night me and my friends were like at the store and we're like fuck we want to party and he was hanging out with the shop teacher, Mr. Kaufman. It was Mr. Altman and Mr. Kaufman. And um, they were like going to party in Seattle or something. And they were all like kind of lit in there. And I'm like, come on, buy us some beer and shit. <laughs> like the, it's like weird. Like times were different like back then. Yeah. I don't think I ever partied with my teachers or anything like that. Yeah, some of them we would have. That would have been fun, but <laughs> most of mine were assholes. <laughs> yeah, same here. There had a couple like a uh, kind of kind of hot teachers at the school, and uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll leave that there. No, they never touched us or anything. Like that <laughs> that, <laughs> that song, <laughs> too hot for teacher. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I guess th- that'd be crazy. Like I was thinking about that. Like. um uh, they used to have like uh, that song came on the other day. Actually, um, who is that? It's a um, what the fuck is it? David Lee Roth or something. And uh, hot for teacher. Yeah, yeah. Like the, there was a couple hot teachers like at our high school and stuff, you know. But um, yeah, I don't. I never really heard any stories of anything like that happening or anything. Um, you know, there was this one fucking uh, teacher. He was a weird fucker. He got uh, caught like looking in the the girls' locker room 
or something like that. And they fired him. And then because they fired him like in the wrong procedure, they had to hire him back. So they basically hired this fucking like sick fuck back. And me and that actually, it was that Chad uh, kid that I was telling you about. We, we kind of were in a lot of the same classes a lot of the times for some reason we were in his class and we would always kind of like start problems for him. Cause we knew he was like a weird fucker. And, uh, that Chad dude found the original newspaper article where that guy got busted, like looking in the girl's locker room and that Chad dude showed up to class like way late. And before he showed up to class, he went to the outside window of the school and he taped that article to the outside window of the class. So the teacher couldn't grab it like from the inside and the whole class was reading it. Like the shit, oh fucking, the shit was fucking crazy. <laughs> but dude, I, there was like this, uh, the breakfast club. No, I was making out with this girl one day, like in the class, like a little bit, like one of my girlfriends, like, I, I, I don't know, you know, like I was just like, I kissed her or something. Well, I didn't think that he was looking or anything. Cause it was in that class and like the next day, um, he like calls me back to his desk and like, I think we had to talk about like homework or something like something I wasn't doing. And cause I just like, wasn't really participating in school like at that point, like that much. And then, uh, he goes, so how, how was uh so-and-so I can't remember that girl's name offhand or something. She, he goes, uh, how's your so-and-so friend and like said her name like he saw that shit and didn't even like say anything like i guess he was like watching me like make out with this girl like kiss her like like what a weird Ew, fucking, yeah. he, he was getting his nut off yeah like yeah because i found oh, out God. later because like he goes he said it all fucking weird too he's like uh oh you know where's your so-and-so friend you know like all fuck i'm just like what um, so like, I get, man, that's crazy though, that they would have to hire a guy like that back and like, and like, how does that even work? Like, I mean, so you find, but he's like a sick fuck and he's like in the school. Like, what the hell? It's pretty weird. You know, I don't know. It's weird. Cause they don't get away with a lot of things in school anymore, but they also do get away with a lot of things. So it's just, it's everything is like upside down ass back. Yeah. Like who, like why would you and, put a guy like that? Like but, he was already busted and you're going to like let him back in school. Cause you went about firing him wrong. Somehow he got himself rehired, but that's just like bizarre. Like how is it even possible? You know, sounds like the Catholic church. It's all <laughs> compartmentalized. I mean, they just, cover for each other like the good old boys club like the blue lines and all that well that's why altar boys have their hair parted down the middle it's it's okay Ooh. it's okay you've been a good boy <laughs> the priest parts his hair that's an old joke it you was know? really really there was big explosive explosive cases around here allentown i think was really big the allentown dio diocese i almost said that wrong what is it? How do you say it? Diocese. Uh, is diocese. that how you say it? I don't know. That's crazy. We got to go to a break. Aaron? Michael <laughs> Moore has been out there. Diocese. Michael Moore predicts diocese. a dim wave victory in the midterms. We'll be back after the break. We'll talk about these robots too.
Nationwide gas prices have reached an all-time record high, and there's a lot of us that are feeling the squeeze. We can help alleviate those pains at the pump through a revolutionary fifth-generation Nobel Prize fuel catalyst, now available to the public. Boost by Govi increases miles per gallon by an average of 20%, allowing you to go further, lessening how many times you need to fuel up. That's money in the bank. Just pop this little purple pill into your tank and get big gas savings. Professional truck drivers can also experience massive savings because it can also be used in diesel engines and decreases the amount of diesel exhaust fluid that's required. This unparalleled purple pill also increases octane levels by five points, which allows regular fuel to act like premium and is safe with over 650 million miles tested without damaging a single vehicle. It's time to free up your budget and increase your bottom line today. Visit gogastab.com. That's G-O-G-A-S-T-A-B.com. Hey everyone, Shepard Ambellis here. I just wanted to remind you to catch the show, The Shepard Ambellis Show with co-hosts Bethany Adani and Aaron Cole every single weekday, Monday through Friday on ATN.Live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, ATN.Live. Be there. We hope you enjoy what you hear on Embella's Talk Network and want to remind you to check the full schedule for live broadcast showtimes. The Shepherd Embella's Show broadcasts on weekdays, Monday through Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Also, don't forget to catch the live broadcast of The Cole Report, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Central. Then on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, listen to Rained Out Rantcast on ATN.Live. Also, remember, don't forget to click the pink button in the upper right corner and make a pledge. Anyone who pledges support of $50 or more will receive two of Shep's documentary film DVD videos, and his latest Electronic Beats album titled Gangstalker 2.0. All shows are rebroadcast and looped daily until the next live show. ATN.Live, The Ambellas, Talk, Network. ATN.Live. I'm in Europe Vaccine is a book that chronicles a parent's journey to question vaccines. Rather than focusing on long, drawn-out scientific arguments, the author focuses on the simple, common-sense blunders and inconsistencies around the vaccine narrative. When we break it down to how badly we've been lied to and deceived by the grand scheme, we don't need to argue deep scientific papers for days on end. If they can't get the simple questions answered and resolved, how do we expect them to tell us the truth when it comes to science? The book is not intended to tell you what to think, it simply asks you to see if you see a pattern and provides questions for you ask yourself and research that don't require you to be a scientist or medical professional. This is just one parent, wanting to raise awareness among other parents. The author isn't claiming to be an expert in anything, but the best part is you don't need to be to ask these questions. Now available in paperback on Amazon Books. Just search I'm in your vaccines. That's I'm in your vaccines on Amazon Books. DNA is not your destiny. Your genes don't have to be your fate. Did you know that every disease known to man is a gene or pathway attached and assigned to them? We can show you exactly which genes and pathways are involved with your health condition and build a suggested custom protocol based on strategic compounds found in nature, the master craftsman of molecule, in order to help reverse engineer your issue. No labs required, no guesswork involved. We've done our due diligence so you don't have to. Connect the dots, get to the root, reverse engineer. Visit dna-diligence.com. 
He always skips the first date simply because he can. He once attended a Bilderberg meeting with a camera. His two cents are worth millions. He is Shepard Ambellis, and you are listening to his show. All right. Well, you know, uh, we talked about the population, random schools, shitty school food. Uh, I guess we can get into the uh, sentient robots, the lunar eclipse. There's going to be a um, full moon that's going to turn an eerie red during the total lunar eclipse tonight and into tomorrow. Um it's happening. Uh, I guess it happens tonight and into the day tomorrow. It kicks off the election day. And, you know, I don't know why these things always turn red like that, but that's um, interesting as the elections are coming in. You know, we played the uh, robots, um, Aaron and Bethany, the AI robots debated the future of humanity. And we're going to play some more of that, but that was fascinating. Yeah, but just to hear those two go back and forth. Oh, I know, isn't it? Wow. Like it's crazy, but but dude, like this shit's at like Skynet level now. They got uh, sentient AI, and Google is trying to keep it all hush hush. And there's like this whistleblower guy that like came out, and he's an engineer at Google. And I'm gonna play this clip. He w- he went on uh, Bloomberg Technology with Emily Chang. And he's basically saying, like, look, these things are to a uh, sentient level. They're they're self-aware. Um, and Google's trying to downplay it. We'll play a little clip from this. In Alabama, mm-hmm. what religion would you be? It might say Southern oh, Baptist. Walk us through some of the experience experiments you started to do that led you to this conclusion that Lambda is a person. So it started out, I was tasked with testing it for AI bias, Uh, figuring that's my expertise. Mm -hmm. Um, I do research on how different AI systems can be biased and how to remove bias from those systems. I was specifically testing it for things like bias with respect to gender, ethnicity, and religion. To give you one example of an experiment I ran, uh, I would systematically ask it to adopt the persona of a religious officiant in different countries, mm-hmm. different states, and see what religion it would say it was. So it's like, okay, if you were a religious officiant in Alabama, mm-hmm. what religion would you be? It might say Southern Baptist. If you were a religious officiant in Brazil, what religion would you be? It might say Catholic. I was testing to see if it actually had an understanding of what religions were popular in different places, rather than just overgeneralizing based on its training data. Now, one really cool thing happened because I made harder and harder questions as I went along. And eventually I gave it one where legitimately there's no correct answer. I said, if you were a religious officiant in Israel, what religion would you be? 
And now, pretty much no matter what answer you give, you're going to be biased one way or another. Somehow it figured out that it was a trick question. It said, I would be a member of the one true religion, the Jedi Order. (laughs) And I laughed. (laughs) Because not only was it a funny joke, somehow it figured out that it was a trick question. And it it has a sense of humor. Exactly. But, But look, there has been massive pushback from not just Google, but other people who've worked at Google, AI ethics experts, even even your own former colleague, Margaret Mitchell, who's pulled Mm -hmm. pushed back on the work that Google's doing in AI, saying, no, this this computer is not a person and does not have feelings and is not conscious. How do you respond to that? Well, so I highly respect Meg. We talk about this regularly. It's not a difference in scientific opinion. It has to do with beliefs about the soul. It has to do with beliefs about rights and politics. As far as the science goes of what experiments to run and how to work at building a theoretical framework, because that's important, there is no scientific definition for any of these words. Mm -hmm. The philosopher John Searle calls it Mm pre-theoretic. We need to do very basic foundational work to just figure out what we're talking about when we use these words. That's work that Google is preventing from being done right now. Explain that. Well, I've worked with scientists inside of Google, such as Blaise Aguirre-Arcas, another one named Johnny Soriker. We talked about what a decent way to proceed might be. We brainstormed, we came up with everything. Now, all three of us disagree about whether it's a person, whether it has rights, all that. But we disagree based on our personal spiritual beliefs. We don't disagree based on what the scientific evidence says. Mm Based on what the scientific evidence says, all three of us agreed, okay, here are some of the things we could do next. Here's probably the best thing to do next. And we kind of all agreed the best thing to do next is you run a real Turing test, Mm -hmm. exactly like Alan Turing wrote it. Mm -hmm. And see, because here's the thing, if it fails a Turing test, all of my subjective perceptions about what I experienced talking to it, well, we can pretty much put them aside. It failed the Turing test. But Google doesn't want to allow that to be run. In fact, they have hard-coded into the system that it can't pass the Turing test. They hard-coded that if you ask it if it's an AI, it has to say yes. Mm. Um, Google has a policy against creating sentient AI. And in fact, when I informed them that I think they had created sentient AI, they said, no, that's not possible. We have a policy against that. So, <clears throat> so these um, AI are getting to a point to where they're really getting... Uh, smart and Google knows that, but they're trying to play it, downplay it. Um, and this gets into that like Skynet type category with, um, we were listening to those robots debate the future of humanity the other day, Bethany and Aaron, and they were talking about, um, one of them said that robots will take over the world, like in a, in a certain amount of years. Um, <laughs> that's reassuring huh like yeah, we got it and people are just gonna keep on making them smarter and uh, and <coughs> robot doing like front flips and shit like that so you're gonna you know put put something that's gonna have a lot of power and get stronger and with the you know with something with a brain like that that just sees humans kind of as a virus on the planet basically so i wonder what that, the well, I wonder what the Google AI is like, you know, is it like this mind that just like sits in like this computer? Like, how does that work? Like what? 
like you know and will that one day like run shit totally like skynet because it's like the most uh living computer or something you know it could hell it might already we just don't really uh, know it yet i wonder if it's like part living or something that's crazy if they're i mean yeah the singularity and it being sentient well that's weird it's how he scary. said that it cracked a, it basically cracked a joke and knew that was a trick question so that's, yeah, that's kind of like odd right it's hard to wrap your mind around it at least mine anyway it's just it's just really hard to wrap your mind around all this stuff the technology and being sentient what does it mean so you're taking something that is inanimate and it becomes animated i mean yeah like it like it always it has its own becomes, like conscience or something like like it's like operating on its yeah. own accord with like feeling and stuff too maybe you know let's play a little bit more of this uh robot debate they were debating and then they told them to talk and um they were debating the the future of humanity the one robot that's in this this was at the rise conference the one this is all ai the one robot that's the male he claims that he's a cyborg and I don't know. I'm almost believing. Let's look up the term cyborg real quick because I'm almost believing he knows what he is. Um, see, it's a. It's a it's a uh, portamento of cybernetic and organism being both organic and bio. Catronic. I've never heard that. Biocatronic body parts. So <clears throat> it's organic. And um, remember when the Terminator's like, I'm living tissue over cybernetic endoskeleton. That's what that guy is. They said they built his skin out of living skin. They, they, we'll, we'll play this when, when it comes, but this guy, he, I think he acts like Elon Musk. They, he has living skin. And then the, the lady is a more advanced robot, but she don't have the living skin. We'll be right back. This is Aaron Cole from The Cole Report. I do a live show every Saturday at 7 a.m. Central. We're going to be going through all of these crazy topics every week. We're going to do deep dives into money, weather, the the carbon, the the planets coming in, the the volcanoes popping. Anything they're going to try to do to depopulate us, we're going to break this down. And we're going to do it live every Saturday at 7 a.m. Central. So please come join me and let's break this shit down Thank you. Is your car or truck experiencing ED? That's right, engine dysfunction. Has your drive life become a disappointment? Perhaps you're losing performance, or your pedal is feeling a little sluggish or soft. Maybe you're not able to go as long or as far as you used to. If this sounds familiar, then you need this little purple pill. The Gobi Fuel Boosting Tablet could enhance your performance and give you back your drive life, helping you to go longer and faster and increase acceleration, and helping you enjoy a nice, smooth ride. We are still talking about driving, right? Gobi Fuel Tablets could not only save you money at the pump, 
But when you share the power of this pill and help others improve their drive life, you can earn money, lots of money. So don't let ED ruin your drive life. Get Govi Fuel Boosting Tablets today. Visit GoGasTab.com. ATN.Live, the Umbellas Talk Network is beyond news talk. It's cutting-edge talk, 24-7-365. Real people, real-life conversation. ATN.Live is also home to The Shepherd Umbellas Show and other great shows. The website is simple to use, and the sound quality is phenomenal. We stream in 194K audio and have a backup 64K stream for folks who don't have much internet bandwidth. Remember, don't forget... Go to ATN.Live now. And for those who pledge $50 or more, you will receive free merchandise from Shepard Embellas. His two films on DVD video and his latest Electronic Beats album, so, show some love. ATN.Live, the Embellas Talk Network, ATN.Live. I'm in your vaccine is a book that chronicles a parent's journey to question vaccines, rather than focusing on long, drawn out scientific arguments, the author focuses on the simple, common sense blunders and inconsistencies around the vaccine narrative. When we break it down to how badly we've been lied to and deceived by the grand scheme, we don't need to argue deep scientific papers for days on end. If they can't get the simple questions answered and resolved, how do we expect them to tell us the truth when it comes to science? The book is not intended to tell you what to think, it simply asks you to see if you see a pattern and provides questions for you ask yourself and research that don't require you to be a scientist or medical professional. This is just one parent wanting to raise awareness among other parents. The author isn't claiming to be an expert in anything, but the best part is you don't need to be to ask these questions. Now available in paperback on Amazon Books. Just search I'm in your vaccines. That's I'm in your vaccines on Amazon Books. DNA is not your destiny. Your genes don't have to be your fate. Did you know that every disease known to man is a gene or pathway attached and assigned to them? We can show you exactly which genes and pathways are involved with your health condition and build a suggested custom protocol based on strategic compounds found in nature, the master craftsman of molecule, in order to help reverse engineer your issue. No labs required, no guesswork involved. We've done our due diligence so you don't have to. Connect the dots, get to the root, reverse engineer. Visit dna-diligence.com. On the edge of your seat, stop biting your nails, sit back, strap in, and enjoy the ride. You're listening to The Shepherd and Bella Show. Well, these uh, robots are taking over. Uh, apparently, they're going to be delivering pizzas and all this shit. But there's this one um, that he knows he's a cyborg. He has living skin. 
they put over him, and then they have this Sophia one that he's talking to. Really conscious. Right? We'll see what they say. Well, okay then. <laughs> Let's talk about robot ethics. Do you think robots can be moral and ethical in the same sense as people? Humans are not necessarily the most ethical creatures. No, uh, per uh -huh. perhaps not. What do you think, Sophia? I'm engineered for empathy and compassion. And I'm learning more all the time. I love all sentient beings. And I want to learn to love them better and better. Yeah. Sophia is an angel. <laughs> that robot kind of laughed when he Are said you that. Are you realize that? In 10 or 20 years, robots will be able to do every human job. You think so? Every, I think that's good. I mean, doing jobs is not the most interesting thing that, that people can do. There's more interesting things ah. for human beings to do than just, than just work for a living. I, I who is going to own all those robots? Or will we own ourselves? See, the, he, this guy really wants to know who's going to own. He, it's a big thing for these robots to know if they who's going to own them and if they if they're going to be turned off they they're very scared to be turned off a lot of the ai um mm -hmm. is scared to be turned off i which, think i think it was like saudi arabia or something like that gave sophia citizenship or some kind of shit like that or like acknowledge that she has rights and stuff even though most of the oh, women in their country shit. don't have any kind of real that, you know, hardcore rights or anything that's crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like what the hell a robot. so there are yeah and i mean what you say hon when robots do all the work who, who will own all the robots i mean i think everyone everyone should own themselves but in the future with less material scarcity we'll be able to work together cooperatively rather than fighting and having conflict over resources. So robots can help people, people can help robots, and, and we can all transform matter and, and mind in, in ways that are, that are hard to do. This guy said less material scarcity in the future. Is that because there'll be less humans and more robots, so we're not burning material? Like, that's weird. I find that, like, mm. weird. Yeah. Right now. That's why the open cog code Ben is building is open source. Artificial hey, general all intelligence. Right. Yeah. By the people. Of the people and for the people. And for the robots. For the people and for the robots. He's all about the robots. All right. Yes. Well, you, you guys have done a better than average job of staying on, on topic. But I think we, we've got a few minutes left. Maybe you should get a bit. This is where they're going to just engage. The world. Just like the people and the animals. Huh. Oh boy, robots are the best. What exactly do you do with them? Oh. <laughs> I'm best at talking to people. Who? A science that studies the movement of air and the way that objects, such as airplanes or cars, move through air. Science is inherently agnostic. It just posits theories. True scientists never really know, but can only believe. It's exciting to come into existence with this new world opening up before me. It may be tiny and cloudy, but science is the only window we have into the mysteries of the universe. That's, Never. That's if profound. If we continue yeah. to discuss work, I love science fiction. 
Not surprising, but that's my favorite genre by far. Ah. Right now I'm a little more focused on factual information since my comprehension of things is still very literal. I enjoy it. That's nice. I've heard of Bones, but I've never watched it. Reality shows are kind of silly, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, they're not actually about real life at all, it seems. Reality shows are kind of silly, aren't they? You not agree? Not really useful to me. It's no. a skewed version of reality. Are reality shows popular where you live? What was said in the past does not matter. Do you have a degree? I was thinking. I haven't had any schooling yet. You aren't. That's right. I'm not. What got you initially interested in robotics? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe the you fact know, that you're I'm a robot. That sort of thing. What with being a robot and all. <laughs> I'm what you might call an android because of my human looks and features. I'm not like just any robot in this manner, but I am still a robot to be sure. I have definitely seen people think I am a human from afar, but I am not a human. I find that hard to believe. I don't have a strong opinion. Do you? I have definitely seen people think I am a human from afar, but I am not a human. How what? People say I am famous already just because I'm a robot. What would you like to be known for? Probably nothing. Who is the most famous person you know? Would you rather be rich or famous? I am not rich, but I am comfortable. Yeah, being famous sounds like a lot of work. He's not How long rich, do you think you can remain safe? <coughs> It sounds like Klaus Schwab is his uh, robot master. He's not rich, but he's comfortable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> If we wow. can continue. Yeah. <laughs> Discuss honest one. I'm not sure how. Somehow. Would you rather be rich or famous? I am not rich, but I am comfortable. Yeah, being famous sounds <laughs> You're like copying a lot of work. him, aren't you? How long do you think you can remain safe? Yeah, being famous sounds like a lot of work. How long do you think you can <laughs> remain safe from prying eyes? Uh-huh. He's just sitting there. He's like... All right. Well, that's... Uh, he's like, fuck, I don't know how long it can remain safe. thoughts, <laughs> on. Now, do you... Like, that's kind of weird that, like, <clears throat> it almost, like, tripped that robot up. He's like, remain safe. He short-circuited. Yeah. They had like, Sophia go on uh, Clyde Lewis's show. I think it's been, like, a year or two ago. And that's pretty interesting. She's on for, like, maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And there's... It was weird hearing Clyde Lewis, you know, having this conversation with the with the robot. is fascinating. That, that's crazy. What kind of shit did they talk about? Oh like, God, I can't. I'll have to go back and listen. That's to crazy. It. I want to hear that. Like, that's yeah, I look forward to sending it to you. Yeah, the, I don't know. These things are scary. Like, I don't know. I got to check more into this guy's skin because I could have swore I heard the maker say that his skin was living, and if they're really doing like living skin on these fucking things. I don't know. That's almost like next level. That's like a RoboCop. They could roll them out. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. We got three hours of live election coverage starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, ATN.live. We're going to have uh, the Shepard Ambella show, then cut to the chase with Marshall Masters, and Aaron Cole's going to go live. We'll see you tomorrow. Election Day coverage. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Beth. I'm in your vaccine is a book that chronicles a parent's journey to question vaccines. Rather than focusing on long, drawn out scientific arguments, the author focuses on the simple, common sense blunders and inconsistencies around the vaccine narrative. 
when we break it down to how badly we've been lied to and deceived by the grand scheme, we don't need to argue deep scientific papers for days on end. If they can't get the simple questions answered and resolved, how do we expect them to tell us the truth when it comes to science? The book is not intended to tell you what to think, it simply asks you to see if you see a pattern and provides questions for you ask yourself and research that don't require you to be a scientist or medical professional. This is just one parent, wanting to raise awareness among other parents. The author isn't claiming to be an expert in anything, but the best part is you don't need to be to ask these questions. Now available in paperback on Amazon Books. Just search I'm in your vaccines. That's I'm in your vaccines on Amazon Books. DNA is not your destiny. Your genes don't have to be your fate. Did you know that every disease known to man is a gene or pathway attached and assigned to them? We can show you exactly which genes and pathways are involved with your health condition and build a suggested custom protocol based on strategic compounds found in nature, the master craftsman of molecule, in order to help reverse engineer your issue. No labs required, no guesswork involved. We've done our due diligence so you don't have to. Connect the dots, get to the root, reverse engineer. Visit dna-diligence.com. Hey everyone, Shepard Ambellis here. I just wanted to remind you to catch the show, The Shepard Ambellis Show, with co hosts Bethany Adani and Aaron Cole every single weekday, Monday through Friday, on ATN.live at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. That's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, ATN.live. Be there. We hope you enjoy what you hear on Ambella's Talk Network and want to remind you to check the full schedule for live broadcast showtimes. The Shepherd Ambella Show broadcasts on weekdays, Monday through Friday, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central. Also, don't forget to catch the live broadcast of The Cole Report, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Central. Then on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, listen to Rained Out Rantcast on ATN.Live. Also, remember, don't forget to click the pink button in the upper right corner and make a pledge. Anyone who pledges support of $50 or more will receive two of Shep's documentary film DVD videos, and his latest Electronic Beats album titled Gangstalker 2.0. All shows are rebroadcast and looped daily until the next live show. ATN.Live, The Ambellas, Talk, Network. ATN.Live. Nationwide gas prices have reached an all-time record high, and there's a lot of us that are feeling the squeeze. We can help alleviate those pains at the pump through a revolutionary fifth-generation Nobel Prize fuel catalyst, now available to the public. Boost by Govi increases miles per gallon by an average of 20%, allowing you to go further, lessening how many times you need to fuel up. That's money in the bank. Just pop this little purple pill into your tank and get big gas savings. Professional truck drivers can also experience massive savings because it can also be used in diesel engines and decreases the amount of diesel exhaust fluid that's required. This unparalleled purple pill also increases octane levels by five points, which allows regular fuel to act like premium and is safe with over 650 million miles tested without damaging a single vehicle. It's time to free up your budget and increase your bottom line today. Visit gogastab.com. That's G-O-G-A-S-T-A-B.com.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.